Looking back, I always consider that my career as a dog proper really started when I was bought for the sum of half a crown by the shy man. That event marked the end of my puppyhood. The knowledge that I was worth actual cash to somebody filled me with a sense of new responsibilities. It sobered me. Besides, it was only after that half-crown changed hands that I went out into the great world, and however interesting life may be in an East End public house, it is only when you go out into the world that you really broaden your mind and begin to see things. Within its limitations, my life had been singularly full and vivid. I was born, as I say, in a public house in the East End, and however lacking a public house may be in refinement and the true culture, it certainly provides plenty of excitement. Before I was six weeks old, I had upset three policemen by getting between their legs when they came round to the side door thinking they had heard suspicious noises, and I can still recall the interesting sensation of being chased seventeen times round the yard with a broom handle after a well-planned and completely successful raid on the larder. These and other happenings of a like nature soothed for the moment but could not cure the restlessness which has always been so marked a tray in my character. I have always been restless, unable to settle down in one place, and anxious to get on to the next thing. This may be due to a gypsy strain in my ancestry, one of my uncles travelled with a circus, or it may be the artistic temperament, acquired from a grandfather who, before dying of a surfeit of paste in the property room of the Bristol Coliseum, which he was visiting in the course of a professional tour, had an established reputation on the music hall stage as one of Professor Pond's performing poodles. I owe the fullness and variety of my life to this restlessness of mine, for I have repeatedly left comfortable homes in order to follow some perfect stranger who looked as if he were on his way to somewhere interesting. Sometimes I think I must have cat blood in me. The shy man came into our yard one afternoon in April, while I was sleeping with mother in the sun on an old sweater which we had borrowed from Fred, one of the barmen. I heard mother growl, but I didn't take any notice. Mother is what they call a good watchdog, and she growls at everybody except master. At first, when she used to do it, I would get up and bark my head off, but not now. Life's too short to bark at everybody who comes into our yard. It is behind the public house, and they keep empty bottles and things there, so people are always coming and going. Besides, I was tired. I had had a very busy morning, helping the men bring in a lot of cases of beer, and running into the saloon to talk to Fred and generally looking after things. So I was just dozing off again, when I heard a voice say, Well, he's ugly enough. Then I knew that they were talking about me. I've never disguised it from myself, and nobody has ever disguised it from me, that I am not a handsome dog. Even Mother never thought me beautiful. She was no Gladys Cooper herself, but she never hesitated to criticise my appearance. In fact, I've yet to meet anyone who did.
The first thing strangers say about me is, what an ugly dog. I don't know what I am. I have a bulldog kind of a face, but the rest of me is terrier. I have a long tail which sticks straight up in the air. My hair is wiry. My eyes are brown. I am jet black with a white chest. I once overheard Fred saying that I was a gorgonzola cheese hound, and I have generally found Fred reliable in his statements.